Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show today, we have Larissa Swanson of Sweat Lab Society. Larissa, yeah. what's going on? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am tremendous. I appreciate you asking, and I'm excited to dig into this. Larissa and I got to explore this business a little bit before starting the recording, and this, in the grand scheme of things, is incredibly new. And so you have the luxury of learning a lot of lessons and and figuring out how to be a fitness business person along the way. I don't want to paint on your canvas, Larissa. For people listening who aren't familiar with Sweat Lab Society, give us a little bit of context here. When you describe what this business is or what you do, what do you tell people? Sure. Sweat Lab Society is a boutique group fitness studio, and we're so new. We just opened in April, so I'm still navigating what we are and what we do, but um, yeah, we're group fitness. We have everything from spin classes to hit workouts. Um, we do a little bit of yoga. We kind of try to dabble in all of it. Yeah. And so something for everybody, right? Plenty yeah. of offerings and wanted to, to maximize the value to the people that we do. I mentioned that this is, is very, very new. When did you get this open? And more importantly, when did the idea pop into your head? Hey, I want to open up my own fitness business. It's a really good question. So we opened in April of this year, April, 2022. Um, So we're going on about seven months here. And the idea for a fitness studio for me popped into my head. Gosh, I don't know, probably almost two years ago now. Um, I moved to South Dakota from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I just Mm. didn't have, I didn't have anywhere to go for my spin classes or like that group fitness feeling, something that pumped me up and kind of motivated me to work out basically. So, um, I was like, what better way to get into this than do it myself? (laughs) Yeah. And I hear that it's it's somewhat of a common theme on this show. I didn't I, I didn't find what I was looking for as the consumer. Shit, I'll take it on myself. Here we go. Now for I'm sure. a business owner. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. So uh, I think it's important for us to look at this from a high level, and then we can kind of zoom in along the way, Larissa. But you've been doing this a little over half a year now. What's been your favorite part about owning a business like this? And what's been the most challenging part about owning this business? Oh, gosh, my favorite part has to be the creativity aspect. Um, There's just so much that you can do. I mean, picking out what classes you want to offer and how you want to offer them. Um, We're super unique in the way that we have the really fun lights going on during class. And, you know, I let my instructors pick their playlists and do really fun things with their classes and just kind of get creative with that. Um, But the challenging part is definitely trying to balance um, pleasing all of my clients. And I've quickly learned that you can't do that. 
but um, I want to, you know, you want to offer the good class times and the good classes and you want to please everyone. And it's, it's just so hard to do that. And I think I've learned within the last couple months that the more I focus on that, um, the, the more challenging it is. So you just kind of have to pick something, roll with it for a while and your clients that want to show up and your clients that that works for, they'll make it work. Yeah. Fitness is, is somewhat of a unique industry where we open up a business and of course we want to make money and, and pay the bills, right? You're not doing this for charity, but there is an element of somewhat noble intentions. We want to help people. That's why we do this yep. at the core of it. But there's a really, really important line in the sand that you mentioned that we can't help everybody. Right. right. We have limited square footage. And at the end of the day, like we said, this is a business and bills need to get paid. It's a harsh lesson, unfortunately, yeah. it is what it is. But better to learn that early For than sure. down the line, I suppose. Yeah. And I think, you know, as as you go along, you're, you know, trying to switch things up to cater to one person. And then you'll find that after you've switched it up, it doesn't work for someone else. So truthfully, like you just, I, I've just done what I've wanted to do and the people that that works for, they make it work. Um, yeah. Cause you're, I mean, you're just not going to please everyone. So. Yeah. Spot on. Now, so many people listen to our show, Larissa, to figure out how do we grow a business like this? Maybe not in the exact model of Sweat Lab Society, but what ideas, what strategies are working? And you are the perfect person for this kind of question because all of your strategies are recent and applicable for you since we opened What's been working from a marketing standpoint just to get some people through the doors in the first place? Um, I hear this all the time from gym owners and it's totally referrals, but it's, it's video and photos of people that, you know, are in the community. They like to try different things in the community and um, getting them in here and physically taking video and photo of them saying how much they like it. And, um, showing them having fun in the gym and then them blasting that out on social media. And so I think it's referrals, but I think it's a mix of like social media referrals and um, that kind of marketing aspect of things. I think when other people see their friends and family having fun, trying new things, they want to do that too. So we've been super heavy on um, marketing and just trying to stay relevant with you know, Instagram reels and we're just getting into TikTok and stuff like that. I think it's fun for people to see that. Yeah. And I think social media is so much of the catalyst for yeah. what we do now. And and the referrals in social media piece of this, I don't think are necessarily separate ideas. I think so much of, of word of mouth in society lives and dies through social media and so it's okay. somewhat of just the 2022 extension of that you mentioned a handful of different platforms that you're on and having fun with it and experimenting have you guys put money into advertising on these or has it been organic thus far we have put a little bit of money into it but i have found and this is just being super transparent 
I have found when I spend money on Facebook or Instagram ads, my posts actually do worse than if we're just being authentic and we just blast stuff out there, people having fun. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with the Facebook and Instagram algorithm itself, or if it's, you know, it just happens by chance, but, um, we, we, right now we're posting just about every single day, which might seem like a lot, but I think from a marketing standpoint, um, which I've done my whole life at the beginning, we try to go super heavy on social media and um, the people that don't want to see it will see less of it. And those aren't the people that are going to be in our gym. The people that want to see more of it will see it every day. They won't care to turn off notifications or whatever. And those are the people that are coming in. So um, yeah, I mean, we spend a little bit, but not a ton just because our other posts do just fine. <laughs> yeah. I think there's an element to this that, doesn't get addressed in the fitness industry that often and the reality is most of us that open businesses like this are not doing it because we love marketing and because we're marketing right. experts right we love helping people and we love training clients not necessarily enjoy sitting on facebook ads manager yep. or instagram or whatever the platform of choice is and so you mentioned things happened to go worse <laughs> when yeah. we put money into it. I think that's normal. I think that's, I mean, not, not that we want to encourage that, but I think that's somewhat to be expected. This is a brand new skill for you. Yeah. It would be crazy to expect you to be really, really good at it from attempt number one. Do you know what I mean? Like right. If somebody came into your studio, never having worked out, we wouldn't throw them into these advanced exercises or hard yep. hard workouts right so i think unfortunately a lot of people in our space try it lose some money get a little burnt and a little bit jaded by it and then never give it a fair shake ever again do you for think sure. for you that's something that you'll revisit at any point in time yeah, absolutely. So once my goal is once we hit kind of that one year mark of being open, um, we'll kind of slow down on the the social media stuff. Um, just because at that point, I think we'll have kind of a, a good base of like our, our typical everyday kind of members. Um, so we'll slow down a little bit on the social media, but I really want to hammer out um, getting involved with other businesses. And I don't know if you know a ton about Watertown, South Dakota, but we're super small. So we're a small community. We rely a lot on the small businesses in town and we have a ton of really good small businesses here. Um, and so one thing I would like to do more of instead of the social media thing is reaching out to those businesses, partnering up with them. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we actually do a lot of that right now, but I would love to see more. Like. Right now we have a really great um, nutrition shop in town called Watertown Nutrition. Um, shout out to them. They are one of our awesome partners that we do um, a lot of events with. Like we'll have a sip in cycle and we'll have them bring in pre-workout for us. So we pay for their pre-workout. People come in for a cycle class and they get to sip on pre-workout from Watertown Nutrition. And it just adds that like extra aspect that I think not that we're trying to necessarily compete with a ton of gyms in town, but it adds that aspect where people want to come into our gym because we have that, or 
um, you know, whether we're partnering with a boutique in town, maybe you get 10% off at their boutique that day, whatever it is, I think partnering with other businesses draws a random crowd that you wouldn't necessarily get in otherwise. Yeah. And to even further expand on your point, it's important for businesses like this to have multiple streams that they can bring leads in from. Marketing is not, this tool is all that we use. Yep. The best businesses can pull leads in from a variety of sources, right? And so do we have the social media component? Sure. Do we have this pop-up event idea as well? Of course. Do we still get our referrals from our normal crowd? Yes. All of this is what kind of builds to an upward trend over time. I want to go to the next step in the process here, Larissa, because just getting leads is one half of the equation. When somebody reaches out to you interested in, in coming to the studio, what's the sales process like for them to eventually sign up? So we actually use the, um, the platform MindBody. Um, and it's just, if, if you've heard of it, you know what it is. Um, a lot of gyms across the U.S., across the world actually use MindBody. And we, we struggled at the beginning picking a platform that we wanted to use. But ultimately, I think MindBody is just the most universal. And they have great add-ons that you can, you know, do different things and tweak your, your system to. But so people can find us on MindBody and they, we encourage people to book through that system just because it makes it all easier if they have to cancel or making payments. Um, but they, all, they also can purchase through our website. Um, it just, it's a little clunky, not our website specifically. Our website is great, but um, the purchasing kind of system through our website is a little clunky. Um, but yeah, MindBody has been great for us so far. They just basically search Sweat Lab Society. They find what class they want to go to, hit book, and then it'll ask them what kind of pricing option they want. Yeah. And, and it's funny, and I, I don't mean to keep returning to this, but in the grand scheme of things, this is a pretty new business. You guys seem to have it pretty together for seven or eight months in business. You say that things are clunky through the website. The fact that you have a website at all is a really yeah. good step here, Larissa. Thank so. you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I actually, my uh, brother-in-law is a website designer and he does amazing. He actually owns a gym himself. So he, uh -huh. he helped me with our website and he did so good with it. So, and I have noticed that, you know, reaching out to other gym owners, it's like, oh, you guys have a website already. So I guess, that's yeah, like so that. I guess. We're doing good. Let's pat ourselves on the back yeah. <laughs> time at least. Uh, do we have time to improve that? It sounds like we can we can work out the kinks down the road. But a lot of this flows through either the website or mind body for the sales process is where they're actually purchasing this. But when somebody reaches out, do you guys have any element of like a like a consultation or like a sit-down meeting in studio? So we don't, um, and I have thought about that, but the majority of people actually reach out to us through social media. So if they're DMing us on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, I actually send them our, like our gym number to text and it goes right to me. Um, and I kind of walk them through the process of what classes to start with, or if they're more of an advanced, um, 
you know, fitness guru, I kind of send them a different direction, but we have classes for everyone. So it's kind of just me walking them through which ones to sign up for and giving it a try. Their first class with Sweat Lab Society is always free. And I think that helps, you know, eliminate some of the um, intimidation. And they're like, well, I'm getting it for free. If I hate it, I'm not out anything. So um, if they don't reach out to us through Instagram or Facebook or any social media, they're usually calling or texting us just because we do have that number on our website. So, yeah. And it's, I mean, like we said, we have the luxury of being able to change things. If you decide that that's something worthwhile, we certainly can. Yep. For the time being, it's working. People still have the ability to get in touch with you and ask whatever questions. Yes. We've been doing this for a very, very short time, Larissa, so maybe this question is, is difficult to formulate, but big picture for you, where do we see this thing going? What's your goal for this business, I don't know, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever it is? That's an awesome question, and it's funny you ask because um, I've been approached a couple times within the last month about starting a sweat lab elsewhere. And so when I first started sweat lab, which again, we've only been open since April and it's just so crazy because full transparency, my goal was never to open a gym at all. You know, before that, that one year before I started opening this, it was always, you know, other things. And so I opened this gym and seven months later I'm being asked to open a second one. And now my wheels are kind of, you know, spinning and thinking about moving quick. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's crazy how fast things um, change. And so, yeah, I think a long-term goal would possibly to have another sweat lab. And I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that yet, but um, I think it would be fun. And the, The cool thing about Sweat Lab is we've made it work in a really small community when I have always lived in, you know, bigger cities or, you know, that's where my, my vision started is when is living in these bigger cities where there's these packed huge spin classes or whatever. So I think it would be cool to find these small communities like Watertown and capitalize on that and have a gym where they can go to and just people are like, wow, we have this in small town, South Dakota. I think it would be super awesome. I think proof of concept is there, right? People clearly care about this kind of a product. And if you can do it in what sounds like an incredibly small community, why not do it elsewhere as well, right? We said, first thing that you said was I opened this because I couldn't find it myself. I'm sure there are people out there like you looking for some type of service like this so we'll keep you in the loop and and figure out how that looks we don't necessarily have the concrete vision yet but maybe multiple uh one final question for you here larissa before we start to wrap things up what do you think is going to be the the biggest challenge for you as a business in that pursuit of of growth or multiple locations what's going to be the toughest part I think the toughest part has has been and will continue to be getting our story out there and just why we're different and why people should try us. Um, there's always that gym intimidation, right? No matter what gym you're at, it's like people are scared to try this and scared to even get into the gym. But I really just want people to know 
um, why Sweat Lab Society is different and why it's so fun and um, not intimidating to try new classes. So that's a that's a challenge, and we'll continue to be faced with that challenge. But through marketing and word of mouth, I think it'll be it'll be a fun process to tackle. Um, just kind of showing off what classes we have and um, why it's 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 fun to sweat at sweat lab society that's what we always say <laughs> Love that. that's a tremendous place for us to wrap our conversation up with the short bit of time we have left larissa why don't you tell our listeners where they could learn more about this what's the website what's the social media our website is sweatlabsociety.com you can find us on instagram and facebook for now sweat lab society we are in watertown south dakota hopefully we'll have a tiktok soon <laughs> We're gonna, we have a whole bunch of listeners that are going to hold you accountable to that now. <laughs> Connect with Larissa and the Sweat Lab Society family on all of those platforms she just mentioned. Larissa, this has been fun. I, I appreciate any kind of business owner willing to give a peek behind the scenes of how the business truly operates. And so I can't thank you enough for your willingness to share. I'm excited to see what the future holds because it sounds like there's there's still plenty of cards to be played for you guys. So we'll keep Very you in so. touch. For, for today we're shy on time but I, I can't thank you enough and i wish you nothing but the best awesome thank you so much absolutely to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model put the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch soon and as always until next time jim lawrence out Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Robbie from Headstrong Fitness in San Luis Obispo, California. Welcome to the show, Robbie. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. 100%. I'm very excited to have you here on the show today to learn more about you know, your gym business. But before we dive into the business side of things, you know, when you first established this business, what was the vision that you had in mind for it for the long term? Oh, man. Um, well, my vision was to help as many people as humanly possible. I've uh, had a, quite the background of fitness and sports and coaching, and I kind of saw a few ways that I would like to change during that growing up growing up uh, through all those stages and and I knew I could I knew I could uh, help people with whether it be back pain or shoulder pain or how to deadlift correctly or how to get the most bang for their buck within if they don't have three hours a week to train I wanted to help and um and it's been my passion so I had to you know jump on the grain grenade and get started yeah 100 so really rooting from a strong desire to serve people and make sure that they get, you know, great service. So you know, that kind of brings me to my first question. You know, when someone asks you about your business, Robbie, 
what do you normally tell them? Like describe what it is that you do inside of your gym business in terms yeah. of services and all that stuff. Sure. So um, I started as a strength and conditioning gym out of my garage and people would come and they just want to get fit or get strong or I'm intimidated by going to a big gym and they needed that kind of leadership or that guidance on how to get to their goals. And what I wanted to offer is, which I now look back as not the best thing in the world, but I wanted to be able to help everyone's different needs, right? And so knowing now that a business thrives on just mastering one thing, um, but I wanted to do a spin class, a hit a hit class, like a boot camp, or and then my strength and conditioning class, and then um, open gym. And my open gym, I wanted to be that one place where you can go to and find all the coolest equipment that you might not find in another gym. So like all the expensive rogue equipment and all the yeah, top stuff, stuff like that, or like um, I don't know if you are familiar with Westside Barbell, but like yep. their belt squat, the reverse hyper, the monoliths, all that awesome stuff that you might not find in a in a club or um regular facility yeah um and then i wanted to create a class where it's not super intimidating but you are going to get the most bang for your buck within that hour so i had to had to be kind of nerdy about it and very specific with we're going to work on this movement pattern and this energy system and these muscle groups are going to um align with that theme of the day and we had to with all that being said we had to make it fun and make it exciting so came up with a program um which we call it's just called sgt small group training in our gym and there's a push day there's a pull day there's a squat day there's a hinge day there's a full body day and i know a lot of people might think well use your whole body every day and yes but we don't always use you know like the the little you don't always isolate a certain muscle right Totally. So like I, I used lats quite a bit. And in most um, group classes, you do lots of pull-ups, but you're not always doing horizontal rows and things like that. So I want to be as balanced as we could. So um, joints don't get too much wear and tear. Okay. So right now, you know, small group, do you offer anything other than that? Because I know you mentioned some open gym. So what does that look like for you guys at your facilities? Yeah. So we offer um, quite a few things right now. Um, so we have two facilities and our our main facility in San Luis is we have the open gym, we have the SGT class, we have a HIT class, high intensity okay. interval training. Yep. Um, we have a spin class, and we're just now starting daycare and a recovery room. Okay, awesome. So, you know, with all of those services there, and you mentioned the two facilities, you know, overall, how many clients do you normally serve on like a weekly basis or monthly basis, like among your facilities? Oh man. So we have about 450 total members, um, between the two locations and they all don't do the one thing. So me personally, I'm going to see somewhere between 50 and 60 people a day. What yeah. I'm coaching, either the personal training or, um, those small group classes. Mm -hmm. uh, but with any given day, 150, 200 people are going to come in and out of the doors each day. That's awesome. So 450 divided, you know, between both the locations. So two locations, correct? Correct. Awesome. So what is the size of each of those locations? Um, so like I said, it started pretty small in my garage. Uh, we went to a, after 
the neighbors didn't appreciate that too much. The city didn't like it too much. So I had to make a move and go to a 3,000 square foot spot, which is pretty big moving from my garage to that. Um, that ultimately turned into me renting a smaller place right next to it. So then I had the two spots. During that time, a friend of mine wanted to sell his business in the neighboring city, which is another 3,000 square foot spot. So now I have two different locations. And recently I moved both of those locations to large facilities. So the one I'm in right now is about 14,000 square feet. Wow, okay. And the neighboring city is called Atascadero in California is just about 16,000 square feet. Okay, so 14,000 and 16,000 square feet for you know each location, that is huge, that's awesome. So you know, I'm curious in terms of your member base, you know, kind of like a little nitty gritty question here, you know, in terms of personal training, do you know what like a, like a rough estimate in terms of percentage that is for personal training to, you know, open gym or, you know? Um, I would say during the day we'll have between myself and all my coaches, we'll probably have between 12 and 15 sessions okay. a day. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So, you know, with the current clientele right now that you have in your gym, how have you managed to bring those people in? Like what kind of marketing channels have you utilized? Um, well, starting just about seven years ago, it was pretty scary coming from my garage to this, these brick and mortars. Um, so, and all I knew was fitness. I knew the bench press, I knew the squats, I knew the cleans and things like that. But man, I did not know too much about business. Um, yeah. I came straight from the military, no college, no nothing like that. And I just had the passion of wanting to help people, but that is not going to get the people in the doors by itself. So um, I searched the web and I asked friends and Lo and behold, I saw a, an ad from Alex Hormozzi um, years yep. and years and years ago about doing these challenges. So I took whatever money I had left and opted into that. And I learned quite a bit from these, these challenges, these six-week challenges. And it was always very scary for me because I was like, six weeks, I don't want to like sell something that's just only six weeks. But it's it was the relationships that I gained from these people. Yeah. And they they opted in for it. You saw the, like the... On the Facebook advertisements? Yes, sorry, the Facebook yeah. ad, yeah. Um, and they saw this like, wow, I could lose that much, gin, and it's it's free for the six weeks. And and I, I sat them down, I sat them all down, and then I had this opportunity to become their coach and help them along the way and teach them as much as I could. And I think that's what the process was that allowed people to trust me, that no like and trust feeling with me. And I just opened up my heart and said, look, it's six weeks and it's, we're not going to get everything that we want in six weeks, but yeah, this but is a this pretty short amount of time. Yeah. To like kind of get in front of your eyeballs and, and show you what I have to offer and prove to you that I got your back. Okay. So, you know, word of mouth and you have used the Facebook advertising side, you know, I'm curious, you know, with the, like with the word of mouth right now, how many people does that normally bring into your door in terms of like performance? So the word of mouth is kind of what we're going for right now. We haven't done the six week challenge in quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So we were really relying on word of mouth and I let my management staff know that I want to focus on the, the members that we have right now, not to go fishing for more. I want them to feel like this is their home and we're taking care of them. And that in itself will turn into word of mouth advertisement. 
Um, so that is our biggest push right now. But with word of mouth right now, we're getting um, mainly it is open gym members, which is awesome, which is great. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't grow the community that I want. I want a community of like going to Jane's house for a barbecue this weekend or messaging someone how it was Thanksgiving, because that's what that small group class brings. And it's like that what CrossFit has done so well. It's, it's made such a great community. And that's what I want. That's what my drive is. So that is our main focus right now. It's just focus on our members right now and let them show their love for this place naturally, um, not yeah. for us asking anything. So mainly dialing in on getting the retention strong, getting the relationships there strong. So I'm curious, you know, Robbie, what are you going to do to, you know, accomplish that goal that you want in terms of increasing that relationship and retaining them? So one thing that we do is get togethers. We have lots of parties and get togethers with the members. Um, but also I invest quite a bit in my coaches. Yep. I'm not going to be coaching every class and we have an amazing staff here and I require of them to, show love and kindness and education every single class as the number one rule and how they do that is they have to prove to me some sort of continuing education every six months and so that so is trainers correct correct so they have to learn something i don't care what it is they have to go out and learn something um, so that's the number one rule and with that hopefully our members will see the dedication to them so that the, the dedication towards their goals, their dedication from their coaches to their um, process and their journey to get yeah. to, to their goals. Yeah, so having your trainers always be educating themselves with something new or just, you know, remind themselves of something that they maybe learned in the past and that will translate over to providing a better service or, you know, stronger service for your clients and then they'll notice that. So I kind of want to go back a little bit in terms of the marketing side. So I'm curious, you know, Robbie, why have you stepped away from the, you know, the, the paid advertising side? Um, so with, I did a lot of the gym launch and I did a lot of the Facebook ads, but it, it kind of got saturated a little bit in my area and that's totally fine. That's totally great. And that's when I said, well, maybe, maybe our members aren't appreciating it so much that we're trying to go out and fish for more and more and more. And that's where, which I mean, what are we doing here? Like we have these, this solid, awesome people. And why aren't we just giving all of our love and attention to them? And, and that's when we kind of had this feeling or idea of let's just focus on them. And, um, and yes, maybe we do, we do like, we have this uh, black Friday deal that we'll throw out there and all these little things like Christmas deal or, the new year's little special deal, things like that, that we'll put on Facebook ads and we'll put little posters around in the gym. But I want to invest most of our energy into the members that we have right now. And just making sure that they are loving every day. Like this is the best hour of the day. And that is what we really, really are going to strive for. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, let's just say kind of diving into the sales process here, Robbie. Let's just say someone hears about your facility or they see you online somewhere. What does the process look like from stepping through your door and, and then turning into new member? What does that sales process look like? Absolutely. I love that question. So someone walks into the door, they hear about us. 
we greet them and say, how did you hear about us? And what's your name? And it, the, my front desk staff really knows um, how to make someone feel as soon as they walk into the door. That is number one, you gotta make them feel welcome, big time. Uh, very excited to have someone walk into the door. And then they hear maybe um, a special was your first week's free. And during that first week, we are gonna do an onboarding with you. So we'll go over the basic movement patterns of how to do a power clean or how to do a walking lunge, what a good air squat looks like, so that we don't throw them into a class right away and they just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't wanna, I don't wanna do something that the rest of the class isn't doing to make me look bad and that intimidation and the shoulders yeah. start creeping up like that. Um, so we wanna make sure they feel comfortable. So they're gonna get a tour of the gym um, they're going to hear all the options on membership and say, so, you know, let's just, let's meet you. Let's get you in a one-on-one -on -one with either Robbie or uh, one of the coaches, one of the management management um, people, and they're going to do a little assessment on you. See if you have any aches and pains and then teach you on how to do these basic movements that you might see in a class. From there, we introduce them to the coaches. So they get a, a that warm and fuzzy feeling of who they're going to be yelling on them for eight, mm -hmm. an hour um and then at that point they are comfortable with the surroundings of the gym they're comfortable with who's going to be teaching them um and in each class we open up the class with like a fun question of the day so it kind of everyone who's new kind of gets to share a little bit about them yeah hear a little bit about the people around them so yeah i like that so it's mainly you bring them in you sit them down ask them questions and you offer them kind of like a you know kind of like a tour free introduction to the thing so they know what they're getting into mm -hmm. and then you know you do like the fun question thing to like really pull them in and also introduce them to a trainer so in terms of trainers i'm curious how many you know staff trainers do you have right now at your facility so we have 22 total and um, 12 of them being coaches and the rest are our front desk staff. Awesome. Cool. So for the listeners, you know, kind of like education here, how have you gone about getting those people as your staff? Like what does that process look for, you know, like, look like for you? It's very similar to having a new member. Um, someone hears about our, hears about the equipment we have. And um, these coaches that I have, they already have some sort of a background. And in order to be a coach here at the gym, they have to go through my mentorship, which is about six weeks long. Okay. And, and then they have to shadow for about two months. And then they, they start slowly leading the warm up or leading the strength portion of the workout or things like that. During that time, they're going to start giving gym tours. They're going to um, really get, make this like their second home, essentially. Mm -hmm. They have to be completely invested. And that's kind of my opportunity to see how invested they are um in their future here and if it's a good fit then awesome then i could help them with their journey i could help them with their education i could help them get more personal training clients and there's a lot of our coaches here that have really really special unique skills like olympic weightlifting or maybe uh, bodybuilding or physique stuff and that's where we can kind of if someone comes to us i need a personal trainer for this oh, i got the right person for you um and so that's kind of the the mold that we've created for uh, new staff, new coaches. I just need them to be so invested in their education and then they just got to be a solid person, just a big heart. And because it's going to get stressful, a lot yeah. of big classes with a lot of people maybe not know what's going on. They have to have that big heart 
to and be one. able to adapt quickly to any kind of situation that may occur. 100%. Yeah. So it's very similar, as you said, you know, to a marketing and sales process for getting a member in, right? So I love that. Uh, so, you know, one of my last questions here for you, Ravi, when you first got into this gym business, what is that one piece of advice that you would want to have if you were a new gym owner? Ooh. Well, um, just know that there's going to be lots, lots of learning opportunities, lots of ups and downs. And to make sure this is what you really want. This is who you are. This is something that's burning within you to help people. Because if you don't have that, then this, this could potentially kind of tear you down a little bit. There's a lot of stressful, long nights. Um, even some nights, I many nights, I've slept at the gym because working late into the night and opening the gym early in the morning. But just ensure that you have the love, the passion, the drive to help as many people as possible. And that will propel you to keep moving forward. And if you keep moving forward towards that goal, it will work out. People will know you. People will hear how much you care and want to come to you for their goals and needs. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of want to piggyback that, you know, this industry, it's about serving people. So really make sure that if you want to get into the gym business that you want to constantly serve people, but also have the added stress of owning a business. Yeah. So, you know, one of, well, actually second to last question for you here, Robbie, you know, with your gym business, where do you want it to be? And let's just say five to 10 years from now, what's the ideal situation for everything for you? Um, I want to be able to coach coaches and I want these coaches to run um, maybe one more facility, uh, but I do have a plan. Maybe one more facility. Maybe one more. Uh, but I just, like I said, I want to help as many people as I can and me, I, I can't do that alone. So I want to coach coaches and have them spread their wings, so to speak, uh, to help as many people as possible. And we have a plan to move forward, uh, to do so. And, um, I just can't wait to reach as many people as we can and, and serve. That's awesome, Robbie. I think that's a great place to start to wrap things up here on this episode. But before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on your social medias and your website? Headstrongfit.com is our website and at headstrongfit on Instagram. Awesome, Robbie. Thank you for sharing that. And I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day here to contribute to our show and to add value to our listeners. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you are interested in joining us to talk about your gym facility, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple. 
cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is James from Bar None Fitness out of the UK. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. Good to be on. Yeah, we're, we're definitely excited to have you on here. So before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on at Bar None Fitness and how you run the gym, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start this gym in the first place. Uh, yeah, so um, the idea behind this gym, and if I'm I'm kind of selling it to people, it's, um, you know, most of the people I talk to, they've had two or three gym memberships in the past um, that they've left for whatever reason, you know, and they're looking for a way to make a gym effective for themselves. So the idea is we try and teach people how to use their gym membership better. And if they choose to stay, great. Okay. Could you elaborate a little bit more for me? Because that's that's a unique, uh, unique perspective. Yeah. So um, basically, gyms, gyms here, they'll pretty much give you like a real quick induction. It's essentially, are you safe to train? Are you healthy enough to be here? Um, and then they kind of let you go. They'll give you a very, very basic fitness program knowing very very little about you um if we then look into our client base most of these people would have had pts anyway if they go and join these sorts of gyms their next step would have been getting a pt after two or three weeks all we've done is we've taken the gym membership away essentially Mm. so they then learn um kind of more complex lifts they can learn how to how to program to an extent um they also learn little things like um basic basic mechanics and how to apply stuff to themselves yeah i think that's a pretty cool concept it sounds like you're teaching your members how to be like self-sustaining yeah yeah essentially i mean with the reason i'm able to do it and the reason the other pts that are here are able to do it is because it's a small place in a big area so even if you're you're encouraging people to go out and become a little bit more self-sustaining you know you can have that turnover because we're essentially a small room trying to do a big job mm-hmm. so there's plenty more footfall okay so tell us a little bit about how you yourself got started in the fitness industry uh so i i you know competitive family competitive household um i think like a lot of people that kind of work in the fitness industry you play sport from a young age and stuff and you you kind of learn how to you you essentially you're going to miss that competitive side of things when you get an office job um and i just didn't let that happen so i pretty much went straight into pt as soon as i could um carried on playing high level sport whilst i was pt and yeah. 
it flew from there really yeah so i mean you're i can tell you're passionate about what you do and i care about people where does that come from like why do you even want to help people in the first place um well i i think you know one of the reasons i really enjoyed spending time in the gym is because i grew up around the first gym I ever went to was in my rugby club and I saw all these guys doing very specific work uh, to make themselves better rugby players. Um, that's kind of what I, that's what I initially wanted to do. I wanted to learn what made a good rugby player, what made a good sports person, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I got into commercial fitness and I started working in big gyms and you realize like you just, you can't help everybody. Like you could try, but you've got so many barriers. You've got people that don't necessarily want your help. And then you've got the pure fact that, you know, a lot of commercial gyms, they kind of, they can't give an in-depth, um, sort of an in-depth program or an in-depth um, assessment of everybody because they just don't have the time in, in a gym with 7,000, 8,000 members. Yeah. And you're, you're then you're you're then from a personal training side of things you're then closing off a lot of your market because i even today you know i meet people that say things like oh i just don't like gyms or i never liked gyms and what they're actually saying is they had a bad experience in a gym right and even now someone will come to the door and they'll they'll look into this place and they'll feel their, their instant instinct, because their instinct will say, oh, it's just it's just racks and it's big weights. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it can, it massively puts them off at first. And yeah. the idea is you can, you can break that down a little bit and you can work out why they don't like fitness or they don't like gyms. And it tends to be, they joined a gym, they gave it three, four weeks, then they decided not to go and carry on pay, paying for about six months and then they cancel. Mm -hmm. And if we can just increase that base knowledge for most people, then our, our market grows. We yeah. have more clients. Mm -hmm. And then you have slightly more knowledgeable clients, which means the PTs have to get better. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of more clients, um, that kind of leads into the next question that I want to ask you. So if I, let's say I moved to uh, your city tomorrow in the UK, how would I know that you guys are out there? Like I'm seeking services that you guys offer, personal training, semi-private PT. Like how am I going to know that you guys exist? So um, at, at the minute we're trying to outrun word of mouth. Um, what, I'm, what I mean by that is... Um, we we're in the middle of like a proper microclimate in terms of London, like Wimbledon village is a bit of a bubble where we are. Um, and I mean, personally at the minute, I have a bit of a waiting list because of mouth, word of mouth referrals. Um, and there's like a sweaty Betty over the road that are constantly recommending us. So the PTs get a good footfall from there. Um, aside from that, it's, it's, I mean, Google's great um we use google a lot and that's pretty much our main two ways that people find us um the only reason google is so useful is because the common just up the road which is like a big open space there are pts that um use it during the summer mm -hmm. um 
And when it gets cold, those clients need somewhere to go, they come here. Um, and the first thing you Google on Wimbledon PT, we come up. So. Okay. So I kind of want to cycle back to what you said about, I think you said you're trying to outrun like word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it, yeah, it basically word of mouth is plenty for us at the minute. Like um, everybody's busy with just clients recommending other clients, recommending other clients. Um, and uh, I, when I, when I first opened uh, and when I first started things, I did, I, I put ads in magazines and local leisure magazines and I did all these other advertisement types, but just, it, I really didn't need it because clients were bringing their friends and they were telling their neighbours and so on and so forth. So that at the minute is like our main, the main way people find us. And at some point, it might run out because obviously it's a bubble. But I mean, until then, <laughs> I'll keep taking word of mouth. Yeah. So, I mean, how many people would you say that word of mouth is bringing to your door consistently? Not like just like a, you know, opportunity to to get a new client. Um, so. My. I mean, I, I wouldn't have that number, but I guess so the majority of my clients have come from kind of a base sort of 10, 12 clients that literally walked through, like walked past the place. Like they just walked past the fact that it had a shop front. Um, and then they did a trial session and that was it. They were in for, for their first pack and have stayed ever since. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and actually just people like footfall and people walking past our gym is huge as well. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to explain it, but we have like a, like a historical shop front um, yeah. that kind of sticks out a bit. Um, and people look at it, people, you know, it's, it's kind of pretty. People look at it and it kind of sticks out at night. It's all lit up, it's, all, it's, all, it's really aesthetically pleasing. When you first look at it, it it people first see that oh that shop looks really nice and then they'll stop and go hang about there's a gym in that shop. Like there's a lady looking through the door now. So yeah. um, you know it's uh and that's it I didn't know I was picking that particular place at the time, but I'm really glad I picked this shop front. Yeah. Okay. That's a big as well. Okay. So let's say I end up walking past your shop tomorrow um what services are you providing to your members um so personal personal training is the, the main one right so um the first thing that someone when when they'll come to that door is you'll essentially try and book them in for a trial you're um because ultimately everyone's keen to try it everyone's keen to try something um especially if it's something they've struggled with in the past which fitness and health usually is um and then you get them in the diary and it really is that simple like you just you extend yourself you give them that time um get them through the door and then give them a trial session and usually they see a reason to stay uh yeah. the, the completion rate here across all the pts is actually really high um it's very rarely that people trial and don't take sessions. 
Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. So when they come in, how long is the trial that um, you offer them? For a full hour. So for instance, if you were to come in and you, the first thing people ask is how long of, how long has the gym been here? Yeah. Uh, because either they've not noticed it before or um, they've only just realized that there's a gym in the shop. Um, they'll, they'll ask how long we've been here. You're, you, go, you tell them a little bit about how the gym started and then you instantly just go, you know, if you want to try it for an hour, you can. Once you've got to that point, ask them what they train in the gym. Mm -hmm. Once they've told you what they train in the gym, so um, how you train them, and then you gotcha. put them in the diet. That's simple. Gotcha. Okay. So you guys. So I mean, it sounds like from what you're saying that with the process that you have now, the free trial is leading to a pretty high conversion rate of somebody going from a prospect to an actual client. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So let's talk a little bit about the future and also some of the challenges that you guys have overcome in the past and are currently working on overcoming. Um, being a small business owner, like what is something that you are working on overcoming now? Um, so the, the reach of the gym is something I think... Um, I can do better. I think the other PTs can do better. Um, so we're developing a model and an app where you're essentially coming in for check-in sessions and everything else is using a programming app where um, you can video your own form, you can see your programs, you can relate your programs to other clients, things like that. Um, and then you'd come in for, say, for instance, if someone was doing, uh, wanting to get stronger, which a lot, a lot of our clients do at the minute, um, you'd, you'd program, you'd program them to do normal periodization over sort of three or four weeks. And during that three or four weeks, they'd have four test sessions where you'd come in and test kind of their, uh, their PRs or, or try and pressure, um, try and put a little bit of pressure on them to lift heavier. Um, and that way, only four hours is taken up in the actual gym for that client. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more cost effective, but also warrants them traveling from a little bit further. So um, one, one of the more useful things I did was I profiled a lot of, uh, a lot of the clients and realized that, you know, although a large amount of them are local, the ones that the ones that train kind of less per week really do travel from quite far. So some, like a couple of them, they'll travel in from almost sort of five, six miles away, which for here is quite far for a small gym. Yeah. There's yeah. more than in between them and this place um, in terms of other gyms. Yeah. So have you guys looked into any type of paid advertising or anything like that on social media? So, um, yes. Essentially, um, I'm, I'm, I struggle. I'm, I'm definitely not a social media expert. Um, I wouldn't even say I was a novice, but it's, um, I find it easy to differentiate when I do use it because what I'm trying to do with the social media platform is, and the posts that I'll try and advertise and try and boost 
is useful content only. And I've kind of said that to the other PTs as well. It has to be useful content only. So if you're if you're marketing the place and you're trying to get people to um, see the name and see the brand, like I, I want it to be useful information that helps them for nothing, mm -hmm. you know, rather than just saying ten sessions for the price of nine or something like that, or come and use the gym today. It um, doesn't really help anybody, and it also doesn't, you know, if, if if people see that you've put something up that's useful and something up that's helpful, they kind of understand what the idea of the gym is anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I have hardworking clients, and they, um, you know, they they understand the philosophy of the place, um, and I, I think that's another part of the reason why people stay. I would like to get better at social media. But it's a, it's a work in progress at the moment. Yeah, yeah, always, um, always, always a learning progress. I can say that process. I'll say. Um, so, last and final question before we hop off the air: um, If you could wave a magic wand, and six months from now your gym looks exactly how you want it to look, inside and out, tell us what that would look like for you on the business side of things. Uh, on the business side of things, it'd be great um, to have um, kind of those middle periods filled. Um, so where kind of the, the 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 parts of the day that go quiet, you know, it, it'd be awesome to kind of fill that with kind of larger scale classes or or to, to find a way to encourage people to train in the middle of the day. But obviously with PT, that's when it's going to go quiet. You know, even a lot of commercial gyms, that's when they go quiet. Um, but in terms of, of session output and stuff like that, it's really all about the next gym. It's really all about opening the next place um, and making, um, you know, having, having two studios going strong. All righty, James. Well, thank you so much for sharing your vision with us. So before we hop off, um, give our listeners a piece of advice that you wish you yourself had when you first started out on your journey. Um, just get to know your clients. Get to know your clients as well as you can because you'll find, um, you know, you, I got, when I first started, I kind of, just assumed this person was in to listen to what I had to say and I didn't listen as much. It took me a few years to actually start listening to him a bit more. All right, well, very well said. So this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode, but before we sign out, where can we find you? Uh, so uh, Instagram um, and Google Instagram handle is... Um, one second. <laughs> I let one of the other PTs handle the Instagram. Because okay. um, I'm that good at it. Uh, bar underscore none fitness. Mm -hmm. um, and that's probably the easiest way to get hold of us. Okay. So <clears throat> we greatly appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and really look forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. Also, if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, 
Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.